Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com. We're changing the world one blog at a time, and as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today in today's episode episode 235 i'm going to be talking about how to create surveys to read your audience's minds i mean i mean uh, how do you know if you're headed in the right direction how do you know if the product you have in mind is gonna sell in other words how do you know exactly what your audience wants and the answer ask them Conducting surveys can really help you provide even more value to your audience. But the problem is that many people create surveys wrong. They slap together a few questions they think make sense, and when it's all said and done, they don't get actionable data. So I'm going to be sharing steps to make sure that your survey gives you exactly what you need to make decisions. So creating surveys, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Wow, I, I timed that one perfectly. I, I like always end up like running out of time <laughs> and like rushing through the last part of my of my statement or like not having was having to stretch it out or something of that sort. But this one was right on point. So I'm patting myself on the back right now. <laughs> Anyhow, I hope you are having a fantastic day. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Learning with Leslie podcast. This is episode 235 and if you want to get any of the resources that i mentioned you want to if you forgot something or anything of that sort i take notes for you it's all at becomeablogger.com slash two three five so check it out and as usual i want to remind you that if you have any questions and you would like me to address your questions on this podcast, you can call the hotline, and that number is... 888-835-2414. That's why I played at the beginning. That's why I played at the end, so that you can get that stuck in your brain, uh, so that if you have a question, you know where to get that answer. All right, so let's talk today about surveys because this is such a powerful tool it's an underutilized tool by many bloggers and it's something that can give you so much actionable information you know a lot of times when we're starting a business uh, when i see a lot of people starting a business or starting a blog there's a lot of guesswork that goes into it you know i think i think my audience would like xyz i think they would appreciate it if i were to launch this product or that product or i think if i send this kind of email it's going to provide enough value and people are just going to go crazy about it 
the guesswork is something that you know when you're building a business you don't want to you don't want to guess you don't want to guess you want to know you want to have at least a strong if you're guessing it needs to be educated guessing right that's what i used to do that's what i used to thrive on when i was in college and taking those exams where there's multiple choice and you got to make an educated guess but even in those cases it's based on data and surveys are a great way as i mentioned in the title of the episode to read your audience's mind because you don't want to waste time going in the wrong direction you don't want to waste time putting together this massive awesome product at least awesome in your mind and put it out there and just hear crickets chirping because nobody's really interested in it so surveys are a great way to do this. This is a powerful way to do the kind of research that can help you take your business to the next level. This is going this works because if you want to know what's in your audience's mind, how do you do that? You you ask them, right? You know, if I want to let me give you a specific example and this is not my audience, but this is my relationship with my wife. If I want to know if for example, my wife wants to go to an Indian restaurant next week thursday all right i'm thinking about taking her out on a date or something of that sort and i want to know hey would she be interested in going uh, on a on a uh, to to an indian restaurant how do i know well i ask her but here's the problem if i don't ask the right question i'm not going to get the right answer so let's say what i'm thinking is i would love to take her to this indian restaurant but instead what i ask her is something like hey what are you doing next thursday evening and then she responds well i was planning on watching xyz on tv i don't know even i don't even know what plays on tv anymore um because i'm all hulu right so she says she says you know i was planning on watching scandal on hulu and then I think to myself, oh, okay, I guess I guess she doesn't want to go to the Indian restaurant. Well, that's not necessarily true. I didn't ask her about the Indian restaurant. I asked her about something totally different. I asked her what she's doing on Thursday evening. So the thing is, you in order to get the right answers, in order to get actionable data, you got to ask the right question. Now, if I were to ask her, hey, would you be interested in going to the Indian restaurant on Thursday? She might think in her mind, well, I was thinking about watching Scandal, but hey, I could watch that anytime. I want to get me some Indian food because I love me some Indian food. All right. So the questions that we ask are going to be extremely important. Important. And this is where many people mess up because they hear, yes, hey, I'm supposed to survey my audience because when I survey my audience, I'm going to get information that I can use and I can make decisions with that information and all that good stuff. But without guidance as to the types of questions you want to ask, without a strategic way of coming up with these questions, you can end up easily in a situation where you think you, you're not supposed to take your audience out to an Indian restaurant on Thursday and they really want it. Or they really don't want it and you plan to take them to this Indian restaurant. So I hope that, I hope that analogy makes sense. Um, I don't think any of you are planning on taking your audience to an Indian restaurant, but you get the point. So what I want to talk to you about is the steps that I recommend for you to take 
that's going to help you to not just create a survey, but create the right kind of survey with the right kinds of question to get the data that you want. All right. Now, I first off, I can't take credit for for this strategy that I'm going to teach you. This is something that I've learned since working with Social Media Examiner with Mike Stelzner. He is like the master guru at creating surveys. And this is the process that we went through when we were when we were getting ready to well, when we were starting to plan for the launch of the Social Media Marketing Society, the, the membership site that I'm the senior manager for. So this is something that I learned from working with him. So I'm going to share with you this strategy. It's not my strategy. It's one that I learned from working with them. It's one that I've been doing with my clients, uh, my coaching clients. And it's one that, I mean, it, it just works very well. Okay, so the first thing you want to do Step number one, this before you go just writing down these questions that you're going to be asking is the first thing you want to do is this. Determine exactly, once again, I'm going to emphasize that word, exactly what your goal is. I mean, why are you creating this survey? What are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to learn about? It's a good idea to look at the big picture, so are you trying to, for example, find out a little more about your audience so that you can know what kind of content you should be creating over the next year or so? Um, are you trying to determine if the idea that you have in your mind for a product is one that your audience would buy because you don't want to waste time to create the product and then not get any sales? Is that what you're trying to do? Are you trying to figure out what your email, I mean, if your email autoresponder sequence is effective or if you should make specific improvements to your email autoresponder sequence. You want to be absolutely clear what your goal is. So before you even start thinking about the questions, let's start with your goal. So that once we create the questions, we can definitely know that it is going to help us accomplish our goal. So this is something that I'm going to be doing uh, sometime soon. I want to get a little more information about my audience and use that for my email autoresponder sequence. So I'm going to be going through uh, this process so that I can get more actionable data because I want to revamp my email list. I want to make it so that when someone signs up to my email list, and I know that it's this way now for some people, but I want, I, I want to make it, I, I just want to increase the value tremendously. So goal, the, the third goal that I mentioned there about um, email autoresponder sequence, that is going to be something that I'm going to be heavily focused on. And that's going to determine the types of questions that I use for my survey so that I can give a massive amount of value so that people are looking forward to those emails. And as soon as they see them in their inbox, they, 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 they do everything they can just to click on that <laughs> subject line to get to that email. <laughs> All right. So first, you got to know what your goal is. Why are you creating this survey. Focus on that before you focus on anything else. And sometimes it might take a little while to think through exactly what your goal is. And the more specific you can get, the better it's going to be for when you create your surveys. Okay, so we know what our goal is. Where do we go from here? The next thing you want to do 
is no, not write your list of questions. That's not what you want to do. You want to start with a list of assumptions. You want to start with a list of assumptions before you get to the question creating thing. And that's what most people do. They jump to creating the questions. You want to start with this list of assumptions. Uh, and these are going to be assumptions about your audience because when we're creating the list of questions, they're going to be based on these assumptions. We're going to be testing these assumptions. Uh, so I'm going to give you a very specific example. And this is a survey that we created. I, I created with uh, uh, one of my coaching clients. And this coaching, clients, this coaching client has a blog about frugal living in the Northwest. So it's very specific to that region. And she has a, a huge audience of people in the Northwest that come to her blog that are interested in frugal living, interested in couponing and saving money and those types of concepts. So I'm going to walk you through what we did with crea uh, to create her survey. First, we came up with a list of assumptions. And actually, before that, the first thing was the goal, right? Why are we creating the survey? Well, she had an idea for a product that she wanted to create. And this product, well, she had a few ideas and she wanted to test, those, test them out. And for example, one of the things that she wanted to see is, would they be willing to pay for a customized service that helps them save time and money? So this was the this was the initial idea that she had for things that she wanted to that, that for a product that she wanted to create. Then she also had an idea about a couponing course that she wanted to create and a number of other things. So we wanted to create a, a survey to get information about whether people whether her audience would be willing to pay for these products and which product they are going to be more likely to purchase. And we also wanted to find out a little more about who her audience is so that we can tailor the messages that we, we use to her audience specifically. Okay, so I asked her to come up with a list of assumptions that we're going to test. And I'll give you some examples of assumptions that she made. And then I'll give you some examples of where we went from there. Okay, so first assumption. The, her readers live in Oregon uh, and Southwest Washington and use her site because they offer local deals. Okay, so that's very spe specific in terms of where they are in the world and, and why they, they use her site. Another ass assumption is, I assume that many of them would, would, would pay for customized service that helps them save time and money. Another assumption, and I'm not going to read all these assumptions, but most of our readers coupon or look for deals because they enjoy it, not out of absolute necessity. Another one was most of her, uh, of her readers are middle class, both in terms of income and culture. Another one is that they are willing to pay for customized meal plans based on a specific store. Another one is that they trust her brand to give accurate information and honest suggestions. So these are some of the assumptions that she's made. Oh, another good one here is the readers are busy with their lives, uh, kids, school, work, social life, and would like us to do the work for them as much as possible. So these are the assumptions that she made 
because she wanted to test these assumptions and see, you know, what kinds of things are they most interested in and what kinds of things are they willing to pay for. Okay, so starting off with this list of assumptions is a, is a very important step in the process. All right, so we've created a list of assumptions, and, and you know what your goal is. You know what you're trying to accomplish. So you create your list of assumptions based on your goals, based on your audience. The next step is to get feedback about your assumptions. Now, this isn't absolutely necessary. I mean, you may know your audience very well, and you're just trying to figure out something very specific, but I find that when you get input on these types of things, it, it helps you to, especially if it's from someone in your target audience or from someone that understands your target audience, um, you might get some ideas that you may not have thought of on your own. And that can help you to refine your assumptions so that when you go to the next step of creating your questions, it, 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 it's much more representative of what you're trying to accomplish. So get some feedback on, on your assumptions. Reach out to maybe one or two people and have them read through your assumptions. Let them know what your goals are and see if they have anything to add. See if there are things that they think could be worded a little better or should be changed or or whatever, they might have some great suggestions that you may not have think of, thought of. And that can really help you in the next step. All right, so step number one was determine what your goal is. Step number two, start off with a list of assumptions. Step number three, get feedback about your assumptions. And then step number four, create your survey questions. And of course, these survey questions, as I've mentioned before, are gonna be based on your assumptions. Because these are the, this is where the rubber meets the road, right? This is what you want to know. This is where you ask your wife if, if she wants to go to an Indian restaurant so that you can know how to plan, so that you can know, should I bother making reservations? So should I bother spending that money? I mean, this is where it all happens. Now, there are a number of services that you can use for this. If you use GetResponse for your email, auto, your, your email list, they have a survey feature. Um, and it's a very basic survey feature that allows you to ask you know, multiple choice questions, fill in the blank questions, and true or false, and a number of different types of questions. It is not, it is not as advanced as the next option that I'm going, going to, 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 to tell you about, but it's a good way to ask simple questions and get 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 a get responses from your audience and be able to analyze those responses and come to some conclusions make some decisions and take action um, so get response if you're using that it's no additional cost you can you can try that out but if you want to do a, an in-depth analysis I would highly recommend for you to use a service like survey monkey survey monkey is great because it allows you to create more uh, more types of questions like um and and that really helps you to get a better view of what you're trying to accomplish um a, a better view of what your audience wants because of the types of questions you, you can you can use a matrix question uh a, a, a matrix question i can't even speak i don't know what's going on i'm like stumbling over my words right now anyhow forgive me for that but there are matrix questions that you can use in SurveyMonkey that you can't use with a service like GetResponse. So, for example, you can ask, and I'm looking at the example right now in, in SurveyMonkey, 
which flavors of ice cream is each member of your family's favorite? And then on the left, they have a column that says mother, father, and brother. And then they have at the top these different columns, chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. And you can select one for each of those individuals in your family. Another example is where you can do, for example, um, rate these questions. Uh, 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 rate these questions. Jeez, I can't speak. <laughs> Please rate your agreement with the following statements. Those types of questions where you can have from strongly disagree to all the way over to strongly agree, and you can have different statements that they can rate in terms of whether they agree with it or disagree with it. Those are some great questions. And you have all kinds of other questions. Anyhow, the idea is this. Use some kind of a survey program to create your questions based on your assumptions. So I'll give you some examples. Uh, so uh, most of, so the assumption, most of the readers coupon or look for deals because they enjoy it, not out of absolute necessity. How do you test this? Well, you create a question, and the question that we created here was, which, what statement best describes you? And the options are, I coupon because it is financially necessary, I coupon because I enjoy it, not because it's financially necessary, or I don't coupon, so neither. So that's an, a direct example of how we took one of those assumptions and turned it into a question. Another question that we came up with when, when it comes to your regular grocery shopping, what do you prefer? And the answers are to shop at a store you trust or is convenient even if it's a bit more expensive. To find the one store that typically has the great deals and shop there as much as possible. And number three, to shop multiple stores depending on the deals offered that particular week. And that is to test the assumptions to test the assumption that her audience would rather to, 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 to shop at a store that they trust, even though it's a little more expensive. So we took that assumption, we turned it into a question. Now another, I, I told you about the matrix questions, and, and what we did, once again, was this question. Please rate your agreement with the following statements. And then we can combine a number of assumptions in this question. So for example, it goes from strongly disagree to disagree, neutral, agree, and strongly ag agree. And the things that we have here is, my life is so hectic that is, it, it's, it makes it difficult to coupon effectively. All right, so people can say whether they agree or disagree with that. It would be great if someone were to do the couponing for me. I would consider paying a small amount for additional customized info on saving money. Having pre-made meal plans with corresponding coupons would be very valuable. So right there, we're testing multiple assumptions in one question. So there are different types of questions you can use. You can use true or false. You can use multiple choice. You can use matrix questions. Just, just create your questions based on the assumptions that you came up with. And, you know, of course, after going through the refining process by getting feedback and so on, that will help you to create great questions. Now, you may be wondering, how many questions should I create? I mean, should I create 100 questions so that I can get as many details as possible? Or should I create a one-question survey so that it doesn't take a lot of time? Well, the answer to that question is it 
depends. It's going to depend on a number of things. Of course, number one, it's going to depend on the goal. What exactly are you trying to accomplish? What do you want to know um, that's going to help you make decisions about that specific goal? It's also going to uh, depend on how much your your audience, how 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 much your audience loves you. Let's put it that way. If they really love you, if they hold on to your every word, if they are just very engaged, they're going to be more likely to create a, to to take a survey that's going to take them more time. Now, if they're just getting to know you and they got to create uh, they got to um, complete a 20 question survey, that might be asking a bit much. Generally speaking, I tell people, hey, if you're just wanting to get a, a survey going, you're getting started, you know, a five-question survey, that's pretty good. But you can go longer if you have a, a, a bigger audience, one, if you have an audience that trusts you more or that really is engaged with your content, you can ask for a little more. So it just all depends. Create a survey that helps you accomplish your goal. Create it as short as possible so that it still uh, helps you to accomplish your goal. So not too short where you don't get all the information that you need, but not longer than it absolutely has to be. Okay, so that's creating your survey question. So what's the next step? You wanna, and this is actually involved in the creating your survey questions, include relevant demographic questions. There, there may be some things that you want to know about your audience. For example, their, their gender, their age, their ethnicity, their education level, income level, employment status. These questions really help you to get a better idea of who they are and helps you to cater your content, whether it's the content you're creating on your blog, the content you're sending out in your emails, or the content that you're including in your product, whatever the case might be, it gives you a better idea of how you can talk to them, how you can address them, and how you want to communicate with them. All right, so it's a good idea to include relevant demographic questions if that helps you to accomplish your goal, okay? If you have an idea of who your audience, if you know who your audience is already and you have that demographic information, and quite frankly, some of that you can get from Google Analytics. Um, it's amazing the types of information that you can get from in there. But this will help you in multiple ways, and we'll talk about that when we're um, getting into the analysis. Okay, so include relevant demographic questions. You want to also include a magic wand question. What in the world is a magic wand question? Once again, when I when I saw this in in the survey that we were when when we were creating our survey and and we included this question, I saw the power of it. What this is is a place for people to give input that you may not have thought about that could be very useful. All right? So yes, you've created your, your questions. Yes, you have your specific goal. Your questions are based on your assumptions and you created this amazing survey. But quite frankly, you're not always gonna think of everything. We'd like to think that we're all geniuses, but you know what? And that we think of every single possibility, but you know, we just don't, we don't. So a question like this would go something like this. If you could wave a magic wand and change X, Y, Z, what would it be? Another way of asking this question is, 
what is your biggest struggle when it comes to dot, dot, dot. So this is a way for them to give you input about what you're trying to get information about, but input that you may not have thought about. So this is going to be an open-ended question. And these questions take a little more work to evaluate, a little more work to analyze, but it might uncover some things that you may not have thought about that could really help you to take things to the next level. So make sure to include one of these open-ended questions in your survey questions. All right, so, so far we've got determine what your goal is, number one. Start with a list of assumptions, number two. Get feedback about your assumptions, number three. Create your survey questions based on your assumptions. Include relevant demographic questions and include a magic wand question. Next thing we want to do is send out your survey. You've, made, you've, you've gone through the work of creating an awesome survey. It is now time to get people to take it. And there are a number of ways that you can do this. You can post it to your blog. You can send it to your email list. You can include it in your autoresponder. If this is something that you want to accumulate data over time, include it in your autoresponder. What about sharing it on social media? Do whatever you need to do to get as many people in your target audience to complete it. Now, the question is, what if you don't have an audience as yet? Well, send it out to some friends that you think would be in your target audience. If you're a part of certain groups online, get permission from the group administrator and then uh, post that in those groups so that you can, get, uh, you can get some information about people who are in your target audience. Do whatever you need to do in a non-spammy way to get as many people as possible to take that survey. Makes sense, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay, then let's move on to the next one. The next step is to analyze your results. Of course, we knew that was coming. I mean, you just did this great survey. Now you've collected your responses. You've gotten people to complete it. You have uh, 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 enough information to start doing some analysis. How do you do that analysis? Once again, if you're using a program like like SurveyMonkey, it allows you to do some really in-depth analysis. But the first level of analysis is just look at what the answers are. Okay, Look at all of the responses and see, you know, what does that tell you? How does it help you to, to accomplish your goal? Does it give you the data that you need? Well, if you went through this process, most likely it does give you the data that you need. So I'll give you an example. One of the questions I said was, please rate your agreement with the following statements. And one of those statements was, I would consider paying a small amount for additional customized info on saving money. Remember, this was a product that she was thinking about creating. Unfortunately, 8% of people agreed with that. And only 1.85% strongly agreed with it. Most of the people strongly disagreed with it. Most of them said, you know what? No, we don't want to pay money for additional information, customized information on saving money. Well, you know what that told her? That's not the product for her to create. And if she went down that road, most likely she wouldn't get a significant amount of sales. All right? So you could see how that becomes very actionable. However, 
what we saw was that there were significantly more people, the greatest amount of people, agreed with the statement that having pre-made meal plans with corresponding coupons would be valuable. So can you guess what's the first product we went and created? Pre-made meal plans. <laughs> because only about 18% of the people that completed the survey disagreed with the fact that with, with the idea that this would be valuable. That gave us actionable information. She also saw that her blog was very influential in her audience's buying choices. Um, she also was able to see you know, whether they prefer to shop online or offline, and that can help her in terms of the types of offers that she promotes. Should she promote more Amazon deals because that's all online? Should she promote more coupons for people to go into stores physically? That, that's valuable information. So you can go through this analysis and just doing a broad analysis, seeing this is what people want, this is what people don't want. But then you can take it one step further. You remember we spoke about the demographic information and finding out a little more about, your, about these individuals. Now what you can do is you can start setting up filters and filters, this is where the magic happens. So, for example, let me look for a question here that, and I'm going to do this on the fly. So, one of the things that we looked at, as I mentioned before, is um, whether or not people have made decisions, buying decisions, purchased a new product, or tried a new business because they heard about it on Frugal Living um, Northwest, her blog. And when she asked that question, she saw that 83.66% of the people said yes, 16.34% uh, said no. What we can now do because of the power of the survey, and I, just, I, I really just love this, is to create a filter. And we can say, let's just go to the question of whether they've purchased a new product. And we want to see only the people that have purchased new products. Why would we do that? Because we want to target those people that have purchased new products. And we can see how their answers differ from everyone, from the entire group. So we can get very specific. Okay, so the people that are buyers, the people that make decisions based on suggestions that uh, Frugal Live in Northwest makes, what, what can we get? What information can we get about those, that subset of the survey takers? And then we can go through and analyze them and we can find out more about that specific individual and we can create the type of thing that will, the type of content that will attract more of those people. We can cater to those people because those people are buyers. Or we can say, you know what, the people that do shop a lot online, let's focus on them and see exactly what they're interested in. And that helps us narrow down even more and provide more value to those individuals that purchase online. There are so many different filters that we can do to help us to go more in depth with our analysis. So analyze the results and you can go as deep as you want by creating these filters in a, a service like surveymonkey.com uh, to, to help you to drill down even deeper into the people that you are trying to cater to the most. Okay, so that's analyze the results. What's the next step? This is the last step. 
take action. I mean, why did you go through the effort of all this stuff? Why did you create, the, you know, determine your goal, create your assumptions, create your questions, and analyze the results so that you can have actionable data? And you're gonna take that actionable data and 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 take action <laughs> based on the information that you have. What do you do? How are you gonna move forward? That's what you want to determine, and then you take that action to help you to, uh, to to accomplish that goal. Did the survey validate a product idea? If it did, go and create that product. Did you get ide ideas for how to revamp your email list? If it did, if you did, then revamp that email list. Don't just let the survey data sit. Do something with it. Once again, don't just let the survey data sit. Do something with it. The process is only over when you take action, when you take the appropriate action to accomplish your goal. So question for you, which of these tips did you find most useful? Come on back to becomeablogger.com slash 235 and let me know. Are you creating service in your business? Is this something that you've done? Is this something that you think you're going to start doing now that you've listened to this episode and you know the value, you know exactly what steps you should take in order to make this happen? If so, let me know about it. Becomeablogger.com slash 235. I hope, I really and truly hope you got a ton of value from this episode um, and I'd love to hear from you. And for if some reason... You listen to this episode, you've been listening to the last 10 episodes or 5 episodes, coming to the blog and, 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 and pressing play, and you're not subscribed? What are you doing? Head on over to becomeablogger.com slash podcast. You'll find out information on how you can subscribe in iTunes so that you don't have to, you know, keep coming back to the blog. Not that I mind you doing that, but you can actually have these episodes come to you on your smartphone, on your computer, anywhere you are makes it easier and if you're trying to start a blog where you, where you can create content inspire others and change the world while building your online business head on over to freebloggingvideos.com where you get my free course showing you exactly how to do it that's freebloggingvideos.com it's free actionable and awesome this is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time and until next time take care and God bless 888-835-2414